Bits with Jaya is brought to you by Aloe Cadabra. Aloe Cadabra is 95% organic aloe vera. Visit www.alocadabra.com today. Step inside the sensual world of sex with Jaya. This hour will bring you sex education like you've never heard before. It's uncensored, no holes barred advice to increase your sexual knowledge and performance. Now, here's your host, Jaya. I'm back, and so is D Love. We've been I'm having back. a great time. You're back. You were back last week. I was. Where but was now I? Now you're back, so that's special. Yes. <laughs> and we've been having a great time reconnecting this week, haven't we, D-Love? We have. It's been a hot week. It has. Yesterday was really special because it was my last day of my 101 days of self-pleasure. Woo-hoo! So I, Yes. I scheduled an entire day of pleasure that ended with uh, D-Love and I having an awesome little session. It was good. <laughs> and the other thing that D-Love and I did this week that was really fun was we had Skype sex on day 100. That was fun. It was really fun. I was surprised. I'm continually surprised by these things that get recommended, you know, these sex 2.0 things. But um, it was actually awesome. So I'll be posting my video blog soon, so keep watch at 101daysofpleasure.com. Make sure you check it out. You can see my entire journey from day one all the way to day 101 on the site. Uh, So, D-Love, what did you think of my 101-day project? Well, um, I celebrated for all of womankind that you're out there letting people know that um, it's okay to pleasure yourself and more than okay, it can be a great, great thing, great time to be had. I'm also grateful that it's over because it's kind of like the jealous lover thing. (laughs) Off sizzling yourself every day and then having to spend time blogging and video blogging and it was All a that. big project. It's a huge project. I don't think yeah. you realized what you were getting into. No, I didn't. But what were some of the highlights, though, for you? Highlights for me? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Having a camera broken, a camera stolen. and <laughs> <laughs> Yes, we had a lot of camera issues. Yeah. Um, highlight. That was a highlight? <laughs> um, highlights. For me, I think it was the highlight for me, the continual highlight for me was when I was around after you finished the session, especially if you managed to pull one off earlier in the day, was that your essence changed mm-hmm. due to some more, some really sweet hormonal flush going on in your system. You seemed more clear, more relaxed. Um, so the days when you when you got your session in early, there was a noticeable difference for your tension level. Yes. yes. I didn't do one today because my, my project's over, so that could no, explain for my mood. No more touching yourself. <laughs> Just because my 101 days blog is over doesn't mean touching myself is over. Mm, dirty girl. Yes, I know. So we've got to switch gears because um, this month is September is National Menopause Awareness Month. What's that? Well, I guess it's a time when we're spreading awareness about menopause. So, of course, I have to spread my awareness about menopause and sex. Yes. So if anybody out there listening is going through the change or maybe you're having hot flashes and hormonal things that are kind of upsetting your sex life, totally okay. We're here to help. 
My experts and I today are going to share information about hormones, how to overcome hot flashes, the best lubricants to use, physical changes, all that fun sex education stuff that works. So speaking of lube, I just have to make a little plug here. You can get 20% off my new favorite lube at allocadabra.com by using coupon code JAYA, that's J-A-I-Y-A, plus you get free shipping if you order any three bottles. Ooh. Ooh Ooh-hoo. Yeah. Good stuff. Have you been enjoying Allocadabra, D-Love? Yes. Um, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's all natural and it feels that way. Um, That's awesome. I would say use liberally um, because, you know, the, the more you got on there, the the better you got the glide going on. Yep. Yeah. The wetter, the better. We talked about that last week. You missed it. I did. So... As I said last week, I'm really, really into oral sex. What? And I said that um, every week I'm going to do an oral sex tip, D-Love. So since D-Love is back, I have a tip in honor of D-Love. It's called D-Love's Delight. Mm. Sounds delightful. It is delightful. It's one that you did on me. I don't know if you remember, very early on in our relationship, and I was like, what are you doing? Because that feels really good. Mm. Do you remember D Love's Delight? And then I said, I'm using it. I'm stealing it. Yeah, but you're descrip- you de- we're describing it. So you, you tell it, and um, I'll fill then, in. Then you'll tell your version? Okay. Okay, so here's how you do it. You have a finger inside the vagina, and you do, uh, hopefully after she's aroused a bit, you've been playing around, use some lube, you know, good stuff. Finger on her vagina, on her inner vagina, on her G-spot, doing a come hither on her G-spot with one finger or maybe two, while you take the thumb and the forefinger of your other hand and you squeeze the shaft of her clitoris, and at the same time you use the tip of your tongue to flick over the head of her clitoris. So while you're on the shaft of her clitoris with your thumb and forefinger, you can roll, you can kind of stroke up and down, um, and then you flick the tongue over the head of her clitoris. Right. What would you add, D-Love? What what are the important elements to your technique? Challenge to describe such things, uh, three-dimensional things, Without the visual, um, but well, that's that, why I filmed yeah. how to do it. Right, um, <laughs> and they go where to, to check that out? Oralsexforcouples.com. You can see a preview. Oralsexforcouples.com. Yes. Um, the 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 part that might be confusing is the thumb and forefinger on the clit and the shaft of the clit. You're sort of um, your arm is kind of looping around over the stomach makes it a lot easier and you get a lot more um, ability to play that way than if you were coming up from between the legs and you've got all that other action of your head and your finger in the vagina and all that. So you gotta you got to come around up, up top so you get the most um, flexibility to play with the clitoris. So you're coming at the clitoral shaft from, like, if you had maybe the palm of your hand on the pubic bone. Yes, correct. Say. Right, um, and, and the elbow sort of laying on the um, stomach or, you know, chest. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you for that extra bit. That's important because it is hard with some people, you know, when you get your head down there and your hands down there and everything going on to make Much. space in a small little space. And then, um, <clears throat> you know, the, the whole thing about being on the G-spot, mm-hmm. like you're saying the come hither thing, one of the things that you've talked about quite a bit is putting that finger on there with some pressure, and it's not so, it's not always so much about rubbing and friction on top. It's rather sort of um, pushing into it and moving the G-spot 
with your finger as opposed to like creating a lot of friction. Yep. Anchor and pull. Anchor Anchor and pull. pull. There you go. (laughs) Do you love? You're sounding like a sex educator. Um, De facto, I'm becoming one. (laughs) I guess that's what happens when you're in a relationship with me. You know, you have to have Skype sex. I'm I'm recruiting you into all these projects. Such a labor. I know. So intense. Plus, plus, like, every new technique you do on me that I like, I'm like, oh, what's that? (laughs) And then I have it in a video. Mm. (laughs) So uh, when we come back, we're going to be joined by Ellen Bernard and Dr. Barb Dupree. um, And they're going to be sharing their expert, expert advice on the subject of sexuality and menopause. So Ellen Bernard is a sex educator, and she's the co-owner of a Woman's Touch Sexuality Resource Center. And I'm also very, very excited to be interviewing Dr. Barb Dupree, who's been working uh, with women for more than 20 years as an OBGYN. And she specializes in guiding women through sexual intimacy issues related to menopause. So we have a really expert panel today talking about something that I haven't had much experience in, except for that I can say during the postpartum period when there's sort of a similar hormonal thing happening, like I experience vaginal dryness and experience lower libido. Um, So I can't speak from totally personal experience, but have had some of the things that happen hormonally during menopause happening after the birth of the baby. And D-Love, I know you can't really speak about menopause much, but... uh, Maybe you can just throw in a man's point of view here. Okay. <laughs> so, so we'll have D-Love. Maybe you, know, maybe you can throw in neat little facts like where to put your arm when you're stimulating her G-spot. You've got to know where to put your arm when stimulating the, the, the G-spot. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. Um, so what's really, I'm really fascinated about our guests today because, you know, they've also, there are also women who've been there, and that was one of the things I wanted when I was talking to the producer of the show today, of, you know, I want women who've been there and can speak from personal experience and really have experience in this area because it's so true for me that sex education has to also come from somewhere you've been, um, speaking from something that you haven't experienced or haven't done or haven't had a lot of hands-on experience of, um, You know, I like to really come from educating from, I've been there, I've done that. Mm -hmm. So today I'm stepping out of a little bit out of my, I've been there and I've done that. And I'm going to lay back and really let these guests uh, speak on this topic today uh, in ways that we can really maintain sexual wellness, sexual pleasure throughout menopause. Um, in the, for the long term, you know, most of my friends who are going through menopause, they keep saying, like, I'm having the best sex of my life. And I think that there's this mythology around there that once we age or once we get older that our sexuality has to die. Mm. And I really want to put that out there, that it doesn't have to die, that we have multiple sexualities, as I learned from Esther Perel, who I really love her book, Meeting Captivity, and that we, this is just another phase, another opportunity to have great, awesome, amazing sex. So... For Jaya, everything around life is another opportunity to have great, amazing sex. <laughs> oh, do you love? Yes. You, you're, you know me well. The sun is out today. It's an opportunity for having great, amazing sex. <laughs> Let's see how the sun feels on our skin. Oh, it's an experiment. Now we have to have sex tomorrow when it's rainy because see what the difference is. Right. Yes, I know. I'm I'm a sex geek. I'm like kind of a sex science geek. Yeah. It's good. It's good. Do you like being in a relationship with a sex science geek? I do. 
Yeah. I get to learn a lot. Yeah. So you can love up all the girls out there, the well, lover. I, I need more volunteers. Yeah. Yeah. Are you putting it out there? You want some volunteers? I'm putting it out there. Up. I want some volunteers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. So when we come back, we will be joined by Ellen Bernard and Dr. Barb Dupree. So excited to have them on. More Sex with Jaya when we come back. talk station where your opinion counts voiceamerica.com let's say you're female let's say you're over 50 let's say your partner takes a little blue pill let's say he's ready to go maybe four hours let's say that's unfair there's no little blue pill for women but there is aloe cadabra the first personal lubricant that's made from 95 percent organic aloe so it's as natural as nature which means it naturally does for your body what your body may no longer naturally do for itself we're not saying that it will last four hours but if you're lucky, neither will he. Hello, Cadabra. Feel the magic happen. Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. Drawing on resources from wellness communities throughout America and abroad, the show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Wellness Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Are you ready to become an oral sex aficionado and give your partner unforgettable pleasure day and night? Jaya, world-renowned sexologist, has created the ultimate educational experience for couples. Oral Sex for Couples features over 100 techniques in a three-volume series. Guys, learn hand and mouth combinations that will send her soaring. Women, Master ancient oral arts that will not only leave him breathless, but are said to keep you youthful and glowing. Both of you will be inspired to try the best positions for comfort and pleasure as you make love with your mouths. Watch now at www.oralsexforcouples.com. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. tuned in to sex with jaya to ask the burning questions you've always wanted to ask or share a tip or comment of your own please call 1-866-472-5788 that's 1-866-472-5788 feeling shy send an email to jaya at missjaya.com that's j-a-i-y-a at missjaya.com now back to sex with jaya we're back, and today, in honor of National Menopause Awareness Month, we're talking about menopause and sexuality. Uh, to find out more about me, you can visit redhottouch.com, and don't forget to check out my new video series at oralsexforcouples.com. And now, on to my lovely guest, who I was raving about before 
before we came back from break, before we went on break, and uh, Dr. Barb Dupree is with me. Hello, Barb. Hi, Jaya. How are you today? I'm well. How are you? Are you joining us from Michigan? I am. Great. And Ellen Bernard is also with us. She's a sex educator and counselor. How are you today, Ellen? I'm great. Awesome. I love this. Everybody's great today. How are you doing, D-Love? I'm awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'm glad we got that all clear. So I love to just dive in and, and just go for it. So... My, you know, I'm I'm here today not speaking from experience. I'm I was saying earlier that I'm really a sex educator who loves to speak from experience, but this is something I have not experienced. So, can you just in, inform me what is menopause and when do most women sort of go through it? So, Barb, if you could just fill us in a little bit, what exactly is menopause and when do women start experiencing this? Well, as the name suggests, it is a pause of menses. Um, and in this case, a permanent pause, the the formal definition would be 12 months with the absence of periods. And the reason we wait for 12 months to give that designation is many women will go three, six. Last week I saw a woman 11 months without a period, and then she had four in a row. So um, the, the official label comes at 12 months without a period. The average age for an American woman to experience that is age 50, but anywhere between age 40 and 58 is what we can expect. Obviously, some women will experience a surgical menopause, maybe at a younger age than that. Um, But if it would happen spontaneously, we'd call that a premature menopause. So most of us look toward it about age 50. Yeah, my mom's going through it, and I have a couple of friends who are going through it, and they're sort of all in that, like, between, like, 53 and 58 age range. Mm Mm-hmm. And Ellen, what do you you know? Do you have a different take on menopause? What what's your definition? Oh, I think Barb answered it perfectly. It's exactly what it is. I also, you know, I, I always look at it as an opportunity in life, um, like any transition is, to reexamine priorities and to look at your own life and to make sure you're on the path that you want to be on. And I think a lot of women use that transition time as a, as a great opportunity for self-examination. Hmm. So what happens to, I've been really doing a lot of study about hormones lately because I'm writing a book on postpartum sexuality. So I'm really into hormones, my geekiness around sex. What happens to a woman's hormones during menopause? Uh, Barb, what would you say, what are some of the major hormonal shifts and how can women work with these changes? Well, I think menopause is probably more straightforward than perimenopause. Let me talk about menopause briefly first. Really, the the marked event is because the ovary has failed, so to speak, and its primary hormones are estrogen and progesterone, they really are no longer present, with estradiol being the primary um, clinically important estrogen. It it really doesn't have another source in your body other than the ovaries, so it's a Mm -hmm. fairly dramatic drop of estrogen, progesterone. Testosterone also has a source um, from the ovary as well as adrenal. But menopause isn't an abrupt shift in testosterone. That probably is more accompanied with aging with a general drift downward, probably peaking at age 25 or 30 and then drifting downward. I think perimenopause maybe has a little bit more hormonal chaos associated with it and is a little less predictable a lot less predictable, um, less 
able to, women are less able to navigate it because they they don't know what to expect. So I think menopause may actually be a little easier to manage because it's it's a little bit more predictable. And perimenopause is, is a little trickier, I think. And perimenopause is just that, that time before menopause. Yes. We would expect uh, perimenopause really to be um, heralded by periods becoming much more erratic and less predictable. Hmm. And Ellen, how would you say for a woman, you know, she's going through perimenopause, because like, I, I want to really address, I think perimenopause is what, where people see the most issues. What are some things that women can do to help work with hormonal changes? Well, I think that perimenopause is a really good time to examine your overall health and wellness and lifestyle because you can smooth out a lot of those peaks and valleys if you're paying attention to your body and really listening to what it tells you. So, um, for example, I often talk to women about, you know, if you haven't paid really good attention to exercise and eating healthy so that you maintain healthy blood sugars, if you go up and down a lot in your blood sugar during perimenopause, that exacerbates the mood swings and the, the, the irritability and the changes that we all feel as we go through perimenopause anyway because it's, you know, during that period of time, it's really this sort of unpredictable flow of hormones that, that makes us kind of, you know, as somebody once told me, my God, I could be laughing one minute and then crying the next mm-hmm. or, you know, one day I'm really happy and the next day I'm suicidal. And that's, that's one of the sort of marked signs of perimenopause for some women, but not for everybody. But the women I know who are really healthy and aware of how their bodies are doing and know how to take care of themselves when they head into any type of irritability or change that way, they know how to eat, they know how to sleep, they really know how to take care of themselves, tend to experience it less dramatically and less traumatically than those who kind of have cruised through life not paying good attention and not so closely in their bodies, and then suddenly they're faced with this dramatic, these dramatic changes and they don't, they don't know how to manage them. Hmm. We're going to have to work on, on your habits, Jaya. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when I hit menopause, we're going to have to take, I mean, Jaya's going to have to take better care of herself. I think before then. I think we need to start training <laughs> now. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm a workaholic. So, um, Barb, being an OBGYN, and you're also the founder of Middlesex MD, which is a website devoted to guiding women through sexual intimacy issues related to menopause, what are some of the sexual changes that women and couples go through during this time? I know that, like, vaginal thinning and dryness, some of, some of those types of things, what are the things that really are affecting uh, women and couples? Certainly interest or libido. Um, is commonly noted to decline in general. Not Again, none of these are going to happen to 100% of women, but in general, women are aware of less desire, and I think there's some new research and definitions around midlife and desire and where our old theory of desire leads you into this sexual event. Um, Rosemary Bassan especially has looked at that and said, you know what, desire probably isn't going to motivate you to initiate sex, but once it is initiated and underway, it's pleasurable. Desire then enters and you can arouse and have orgasm, etc. But So one of my messages to women is, you know, you might not have the stirring to initiate sex, but 
be mindful and the whole idea of mindfulness. So go ahead and engage because once engaged, a lot of women, it is pleasurable and they can lubricate and arouse and have orgasm. But um, So desire is one thing and I think we just have to educate women about how they think about desire sexually um, now. Certainly the vagina changes in that maybe a little bit in perimenopause but much more in menopause, especially over time. Just the the absence of estrogen, there's limited blood flow to the genitals, so there is more dryness and therefore more discomfort. And women need to be aware of what their choices are for addressing that. And then also probably somewhat a result of lowered estrogen and decreasing testosterone is the whole arousal and ability to achieve an orgasm. Yesterday I had a patient, I was asking her about the ability to achieve an orgasm, and she said, oh, yeah, I can, but it it's fleeting by. It, it comes and goes in a flash, and those are the common things that women are noting to be different, and they're they're kind of bummed about it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Ellen, I uh, also want to hear your answer there. Being a sex educator counselor, you have a Women's Touch Sexuality Resource Center, so you're really working also in the same field of really helping women to maintain their sexual awareness and pleasure throughout the time of perimenopause and menopause. And what what are some of the changes that you see couples, women and couples, go through during this time? Well, I definitely agree with Barb. What, I have a slightly different take on, on sort of what happens, but it's the same outcome. A lot of women, so so many women are used to their bodies leading the way, and you know what it feels like when you're starting to get aroused, you get that you know, you might get a tingling or you might get a heaviness or you might actually really notice your, your genitals start to swell the minute you get any notion of, of thinking about sex or desire or seeing something. And that process changes. It happens more slowly because of the changes in blood flow. And because we don't lubricate as quickly and easily, um, we can still lubricate if we're really healthy and we have good, healthy blood flow to all those lovely little blood vessels there. But if that if that does change, it happens more slowly once estrogen isn't there to facilitate that blood flow. And because it happens more slowly and subtly, we lose our awareness of that. So a lot of women think, they come to me and they say, well, I'm still interested in sex, but, but you know, nothing happens and so it's gone. I, you know, it's just, I don't get it. And I have to teach them how to become aware of there are more subtle signs of arousal and interest. So, you know, and I'll say, so when you think about something, a sexy thought, or you read a book, or you see a, a visual that turns you on, you have to pay attention to the other ways that your body expresses that and recognize that that still is arousal. It's just, it's subtle. And so, you know, for, for midlife, midlife is all about um, everything takes longer, and we have to start recognizing the subtleties and and, and I agree with Barb working with those so that, you know, if you, you have a little tingling of, a little inkling of, oh, you know, I'd really love to, to, to make love with my partner. Following that inkling, even though your body may not feel like it's following with you, will result in arousal and the ability to get turned on and, and, and all of the closeness, closeness and intimacy that's so important. So I definitely see that. And absolutely, lubrication is critical. You know, people mm-hmm. people don't lubricate as quickly or they don't lubricate as copiously. And so finding the right kinds of lubricants that, that both moisturize and then as women get much older and farther into menopause that also protect the skin, seal it, keep it from tearing, keep it from hurting is going to make women want to keep having sex. So you want to make sure that they have nice, 
slippery, comfortable sex so that they have no pain, so they want to keep doing it. Awesome. Thank you both for those great insights. When we return, I have a question from a listener about cuddling with her husband, even though she gets hot flashes. More Sex with Jaya when we come back. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you ready to become an oral sex aficionado and give your partner unforgettable pleasure day and night? Jaya, world-renowned sexologist, has created the ultimate educational experience for couples. Oral sex for couples features over 100 techniques in a three-volume series. Guys, learn hand and mouth combinations that will send her soaring. Women, master ancient oral arts that will not only leave him breathless, but are said to keep you youthful and glowing. Both of you will be inspired to try the best positions for comfort and pleasure as you make love with your mouths. Watch now at www.oralsexforcouples.com. Wielding power, shaping environments and outcomes, and making things happen are all essential characteristics of great leaders. Yet these qualities alone are not enough to ensure your success. In a complex world, how do you decide what's most important to you? In your career, your relationships, your finances, your family, in the world around you, in the whole of your life at large. Dr. Joseph Riggio, the host of Leadership Intuition, says that personal leadership, the desire to take charge of your life, is the key to creating futures that work and building a life worth living. Join Joseph as he reveals the power of uncovering and living your own personal mythology, the key to personal transformation, exquisite performance, and social influence. Learn to look inside and discover your personal mythology and unique leadership style. Go beyond conventional advice and discover your unique success blueprint on leadership intuitions with Dr. Joseph Riggio each Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Leadership intuitions, power, achievement, relationships. Let's say you're female. Let's say you're over 50. Let's say your partner takes a little blue pill. Let's say he's ready to go maybe four hours. Let's say that's unfair. There's no little blue pill for women, but there is Aloe Cadabra, the first personal lubricant that's made from 95% organic aloe. So it's as natural as nature, which means it naturally does for your body what your body may no longer naturally do for itself. We're not saying that it will last four hours, but if you're lucky, neither will he. Aloe Cadabra. Feel the magic happen. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You're tuned in to Sex with Jaya. To ask the burning questions you've always wanted to ask or share a tip or comment of your own, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Feeling shy? Send an email to Jaya at MissJaya.com. That's J-A-I-Y-A at MissJaya.com. Now back to Sex with Jaya. 
We're back, and we're talking with my guest, Dr. Barb Dupree. You can find out more about Dr. Barb by going to middlesex.com. That's www.middlesex.com. And Ellen Bernard at www.sexualityresources.com. Again, that's www.sexualityresources.com. So before we jump into my uh, question from our listener, we were talking about lubes during the break, and I just always want to get everybody's take on what types of lubricants, because I've gotten way into lube being in postpartum breastfeeding time, and everything got dry. I've never had that issue in my life, and suddenly was like, oh my gosh, I have to research everything I can about lube and find out what works for me. And I've really fallen in love with aloe, um, which has really helped me. And aloe cadabra specifically, I really love the lavender because I like aromatherapy. It just smells really yummy. But you were also sharing some other other things that might be good, perimenopausal and, po- and postmenopausal. So I would love, again, Ellen, Ellen and Barb. Go ahead, Ellen. Go first. Um, so when we're looking at lubricant, especially for peri- and postmenopausal women, and I really I, I want to emphasize postmenopausal and those getting, you know, 5, 10, 15 years postmenopausal, you want to find a lubricant that does three things. You want it to be moisturizing. So what that means is it adds moisture to your skin. You want it to seal that moisture in, and then you also want it to make sure, want it to reduce friction because thinning vaginal skin can't handle the friction that you can handle when you're younger. Um, And because women don't produce that much of their own lubricant, although very healthy women tell me that, wow, they never see hardly any changes once they, you know, add a little lube and then their own takes over. So we always look for a lubricant that will do all three of those things. And um, Barb was saying how she really likes the hybrid lubricants, and I agree. The hybrid that combine a water basin and a little bit of silicone, not a lot, a little bit of silicone. The silicone adds that seal and protection to the skin. Um, I have a personal favorite, which is called Liquid Silk. Um, there are others out there certainly that are just as good or almost as good. I like liquid silk also because it's the right pH to help postmenopausal women not have trouble with UTIs and yeast infections um, because it's the closest pH to actual vaginal pH. And so I just find that for 98% of postmenopausal women, it's a delightful choice. And Barb, any things that you really like when it comes to lubricant? Any, any, also any tips on getting women to help lubricate naturally during this time? Well, I, I would echo those comments just made that the hybrid, um, although lubricant in general is a pretty personal um, decision, but the needs may change, um, as Ellen mentioned, premenopause to postmenopause, but. Um, Yes, yeah, liquid has an organic one too. That is a nice hybrid. Um, the other piece of it is is many women find that they need uh, lubricant intermittently, so they will share that. Yeah, when we take enough time and there is enough foreplay and enough stimulation, I can still lubricate. Lubricate, but then there might be occasions where you know her brain isn't engaged in quite the way same way. And it doesn't happen as readily. So for a lot of women, they need to have it available for the occasion. And further into menopause can predictably require it. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to mention, too, there was an interesting article in the Journal of Sexual Medicine from July, um, just um, two months ago, that looked at female sexual well-being scales and responsiveness to products. And specifically, they were looking at 
a female lubricant, female male lubricant use, and a female arousal product. And all three of them had significant improvement over placebo in um, the cognitive emotional response, the physical arousal, the orgasm satisfaction, and just their overall sexual score. So it's sort of interesting that the science is also bearing out that using these products can really add. Awesome. I love hearing that because, you know, I think a lot of people think that there has to be something wrong to use lube, too, and I think that it can just add and make it so much better when it's wet and juicy. (laughs) Can I I add one caution? I do want to caution women about the female arousal product. A lot of them do their work um, with menthol or other skin irritants, so they work really well the first few times for women, but then they get kind of a rebound irritation reaction. And so I, I caution women very heartily about that. We actually don't carry any arousal products at all because we've had so many reports of women who've gotten, mm-hmm. who've had terrible vulvar skin problems after using them um, over time. And so I think, you know, if, if women can stick to finding a good lubricant that is compatible with them and with their needs and with their partner and every, everything else, but avoid the things that warm and cool and tingle and, because they often have other unintended effects. Yeah, I recommend women use just a very small amount and use it sparingly and make sure they test it before the um, actual mm-hmm. event so they know that it is not irritating and using it intermittently probably is better. Yeah. Great. So I want to get to this question from our one of our listeners. Uh, I love to cuddle with my husband, but I get such intense hot flashes that I can't stand to be touched. What can I do? I've started sleeping on the couch. Help. <laughs> so I've heard this, too, from some of my friends. Like, I get these hot flashes, and I can't, I can't sleep in bed with my husband anymore. So what would you recommend to this person? Uh, go ahead, Barb. Well, hot flashes is probably the number one complaint as women transition into menopause, and Nighttime is often more notable, so it's not unusual to find that being very close to your partner becomes a little bit uncomfortable, but that added body heat can trigger the hot flash, um, although no added body heat can trigger a hot flash as well. So then the conversation is around um, how do you reduce hot flashes in general, certainly lifestyle. We know smokers experience more of them, obese women, women with a sedentary lifestyle, Mm-hmm. Certain foods may trigger, so if if they can improve back to lifestyle, I think we can get a lot of mileage out of diet and exercise in this conversation tonight. Um, and then looking at what are interventions, herbal or hormonal. And what are some recommendations when it comes to herbs? I'd love to hear. I think most of the um, herbal information has come around soy and cohosh, um, mm-hmm. black cohosh, and I often recommend women try it It with, you know, variable response. I usually tell women, if you want to do hormone therapy, introducing estrogen, we probably can promise you will have a reduction in your hot flashes. I don't think we can be quite as strong about a favorable response with the herbal products, but certainly many women do note improvement, and so I think trialing them is is a good option. I have a friend who tried acupuncture, too, and that seemed to help her. Yeah, it, yeah. Ab- absolutely. 
that can. I, yes. I, you Go know, ahead, what Ellen. we've learned is, yes, you know, so, both soy and cohosh have forms of estrogen in them, but they're so uncontrolled in terms of what dosage you end up getting. For the most part, there's only one product on the market that's well-regulated from Europe. And so I actually do recommend that women work with their physician about carefully um, taking estrogen for short periods of time as they transition through to help reduce that the traumatic hot flushes. And some women really do have incredible lifestyle disruption from hot flushes, and I'd rather have it be from a reputable pharmacy in a form that, that we know works and in a dosage that we're very well able to control so that they know what they're getting. Um, you know, the, none of the herbal preparations are, are well regulated and, and the jury is still pretty far out on them. Um, and then I, and then acupuncture um, seems to work very well for women. You know, one of the things I think about with this question is, is there any way that cool could help? Like, what if you, what if your partner used, like, cool wash rags to touch you? Or, um, like a, like a vibrator or a, a dildo or something that they put in the refrigerator. <laughs> That's what I start thinking. And I don't yeah. know because I, I can't speak from personal experience, but what do you think about something like that? There is a product out there called a chillo, which is a pillow that you put cool water in and you can have that in the bed next to you so you can, um, inch up to that as needed. Um, so, and most women are pretty informed about which clothing they can wear, and there are some night products that do some of the wicking and try to make women more comfortable because as a result of their hot flash, they sweat, and then they wake, and then they're chilled, and so it's, it's that kind of bouncing back and forth. So there are some products out there trying to minimize that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I think that it depends on what stage of the hot flash that they're trying to cuddle because, as Barb said, you go through this sort of phase where you, you burst hot and then you cool down again and you sweat and, and then you get chilled. And not everybody does, but, you know, the last thing you want him to do is to touch her at a time when she's in a chilled phase right. uh, with a cold washcloth or, or a cold product. Um, uh, so, you know, I think it's, you know, there's so many things with intimacy. It's, it comes down to the how are you communicating with your partner and, you know, sort of making sure that you're managing your intimate times to coincide with the times when maybe you're having fewer hot flashes or a little bit more predictable cycle. Hmm. Time is going by way too fast. Um, and, uh, you know, when we get back, I want to talk a little bit about my mom. I don't know if my mom's listening, but she's going through menopause, and she is having, like, the best sex ever. Her libido is crazy high. She's not having any of these issues that we are talking about. So, all right, when we come back, we'll talk about my mom. <laughs> Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Let's say you're female. Let's say you're over 50. Let's say your partner takes a little blue pill. Let's say he's ready to go maybe four hours. Let's say that's unfair. There's no little blue pill for women, but there is Aloe Cadabra, the first personal lubricant that's made from 95% organic aloe. So it's as natural as nature, which means it naturally does for your body what your body may no longer naturally do for itself. We're not saying that it will last four hours, 
But if you're lucky, neither will he. Allocadabra. Feel the magic happen. If you have a loved one that is undergoing treatment for substance abuse or mental illness, you owe it to them and yourself to tune in to One Hour at a Time with host Mary Woods. This compassionate and educational talk show will help you help those that you love by better understanding their condition and their personal recovery process. Tune in every Monday at 12 noon Pacific time to One Hour at a Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Recovery begins this hour. Are you ready to become an oral sex aficionado and give your partner unforgettable pleasure day and night? Jaya, world-renowned sexologist, has created the ultimate educational experience for couples. Oral Sex for Couples features over 100 techniques in a three-volume series. Guys, learn hand and mouth combinations that will send her soaring. Women, master ancient oral arts that will not only leave him breathless, but are said to keep you youthful and glowing. Both of you will be inspired to try the best positions for comfort and pleasure as you make love with your mouths. Watch now at www.oralsexforcouples.com. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain inspired right fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You're tuned in to Sex with Jaya. To ask the burning questions you've always wanted to ask or share a tip or comment of your own, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Feeling shy? Send an email to Jaya at MissJaya.com. That's J-A-I-Y-A at MissJaya.com. Now back to Sex with Jaya. We're talking about menopause and sexuality today. My expert guests are Dr. Barb Dupree, and you can go to her site and find out more about her at middlesex.com and Ellen Bernard, sexualityresources.com. It's been so great having you both on the show. Um, I peaked that I want to talk about a little bit about my mom. My mom is, I would call her a cougar. She's like, she's going through menopause and she is totally like very vibrant. She's like, I'm juicier than ever. She tells me all about her sex life. Um, she's totally a crazy sexual. So, um, I just wonder what your take is on this because I know some women, I was reading something about progesterone with that when progesterone drops during menopause, they actually get an increase in their sex drive. So what, what's some of your take on why women might be having the best sex of their lives during this time? Go ahead, uh, Barb. I think the women who are um, having some of the best sex of their lives probably is hormonally. There, there may be some differences from woman to woman, and, and it might be as much testosterone as it is estrogen or progesterone. Um, there, there's a big variation of testosterone, and we need all we can get. And for some women, they're maintaining levels of somewhat higher than others. I think the other piece of it, well, two things, is physical wellness and how well they've been up to that point. And because a lot of 55-year-olds are on a blood pressure medication or an antidepressant or you know, they have some other health issue going on and, and there's some spillover into sexuality for that and 
the other piece is the relationship. Um, a lot of people have some pretty rich relationships at this stage of life. They're maybe um, less engaged in parenting and have more time to commit to uh, a partner. And so I think for those women who just are absolutely enjoying the relationship, certainly can attest to feeling that sexually there's a, a, a benefit as well. And Ellen, you were talking during break just about sort of personality and lifestyle and how that might affect it as well. Mm -hmm. um, what are some mm -hmm. traits of some of the people you see who are staying really vibrantly, sexually juicy during this time? Well, I, you know, these are the women who they hit midlife and they it's like they've hit their stride. And I, I know a lot of these women. I, you know, I, I, I have a, a huge crowd of 50-something compatriots that I hang with. And, and the ones that you know, they're like, they, they have confidence, they like their bodies, they like their lives, they like themselves, they like where they're going, they like who they are in the world personally and professionally. And that feeds a great sense of confidence in all areas, and sexuality is, is definitely fed by if you really like yourself and you exude that, others are attracted to it, whether it's your own partner or you have new partners. And and that really, you know, that it's a wonderful cycle that feeds your 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 vibrancy and, and that in itself and you're just, you know, I know these women who they just say, you know, this is my time. I can't get pregnant anymore and I don't have kids, young kids in the nest mostly. Most of my friends don't. Most of them have teens or older and they're, they're ready to rock and roll. They have a, a bar, but they have a lot more freedom. They have and have this, they, they know who they are and that's a huge gift. You know, if you have enough and if you have enough confidence, like to ask for what you want, you're there. Awesome. So one of the things we haven't talked about is that men go through a, a menopause too, and I think that this is something that's not talked about very much. I know when I was in school, we, we called it the male climactric. Um, <laughs> but I also want to just touch on because, you know, they may be hitting this at the same time, men and women going through this. And I've also heard that women who are having a great time during sex, one of the things that they're loving is that their men are slowing down. <laughs> and all of a sudden, like, everything kind of gets slower and the men are slowing down. So, uh, Barb, can you talk just really briefly on what men might go through? I think there is, to some degree, what you might describe as a, a male menopause. I think probably one of the, the differentiating factors is it's probably a little less chaotic, unpredictable, and it's a little more steady, slow, progressive, so we're not talking about it maybe as much. Um, the changes aren't dramatic. So, And I think for some women, they do feel maybe their libidos are a little more well-matched because, in general, males have been um, ahead of women, so to speak. And so for a lot of women, they're maybe a little more comfortable and that they're feeling a little more well-matched that way. And Ellen, what do you? What's your take on what men might experience? What you know? What's happening as a couple? Well, a lot of men, it, it, midlife and beyond, start noticing. You know, it, it, if, if they're going through a male menopause, generally it's because they're also producing a little less testosterone. And what does testosterone do for us? It gives us a lot of energy. It helps us bulk up our muscles. You know, our muscles get stronger, faster, and they will notice a gradual slowing down a little bit, a lowering of energy, and they don't. They're not as strong as they used to be. Their muscles, that, you know, if they work out, it's harder. It takes longer to, to get stronger. Um, and 
And indeed, for those men who had a very high libido, sometimes they notice it's not quite as rambunctious as it used to be. Um, some men do go to the other to, to the extreme of actually becoming depressed because they get less energy. Um, they may actually become depressed because their libido has changed that much. And, you know, although it's not related to testosterone necessarily, men who have early heart disease and some other health issues are going to start noticing changes in their erections, which can affect how they feel about themselves. I mean, men do tend to de- define, the, you know, themselves somewhat by their, viril- their virility and their strength of their erections. And when that changes, some men, some men roll with those changes well and other men become depressed may actually withdraw from the relationship, may withdraw from sexual contact, feeling like they can't satisfy their partner any longer, not understanding that hands and, and mouths are mouths. incredibly wonderful. <laughs> yeah, I'm all into oral sex these days because I just uh, had yeah. my series come out. So anybody who wants right. to check out how to do great things with their mouths can go to oralsexforcouples.com. <laughs> right. And, uh, um, and I just want to, you know, thank you again and plug your websites. It's gone way too fast. So if any of you out there listening really want to find out more about this topic, you can go to Dr. Barb Dupree's website, which is www.middlesexmd.com, and Ellen Bernard's website, sexualityresources.com. Um, and check, definitely go there, check, because there's a wealth of resources. I've been to both of your sites, and they're really, really great. There's uh, products, there's information, just tons and tons and tons of stuff on there. So make sure that you go to their sites and check out what they have to offer. I've had a great time on Sex with Jaya. Have you? I've had a great time on Sex with Jaya. (laughs) Thank you to my guests, Ellen Bernard and Dr. Barb Dupree, and be sure to join us next week where you can experience more Sex with Jaya. Have a pleasure-filled weekend. You have been listening to Sex with Jaya. For more, you'll have to tune in next Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time to the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, make it the best weekend ever with tips you've learned from today's show. Thanks again for joining us.